It's a new day in America. Today, more people will go to work, return home to their families, and sleep more soundly than ever before. All because one man refuses to settle, putting people before politics. That man is Frank Underwood. There he is. America, I'm only getting started. Mm. I'm Frank Underwood, and I approve this message. My favorite show is coming back March 4th, Wait, Sammy. that's an actual... I actually thought that was an actual advertisement. I know. Well, that's what people thought last night during the GOP debates until they saw Frank Underwood and House of Cards. You don't watch the show, though, right? I don't watch the show. I hear the things I've watched... I mean, I'm going to sound like a douche here, but I've watched the British version... Oh, you have? But I've never watched the U.S. version. No, I feel like that's probably a lot more civilized than myself. I'm addicted to House of Cards, okay? I will admit it. I'm a huge fan. Binge watch. I can't go anywhere. I think the year I was unemployed, I actually sat for maybe three days and just watched, I don't know, 18 episodes. Oh, I got so addicted. It's so good. Very, like, well done. Super smart. And don't you find once you binge watch a show, you just can't even go back to regular TV? Uh, Yeah. No, no, that's exactly how I feel. And also, I feel like I'm, uh, I always end up watching, just like you said, like, you'll watch the, you'll watch House of Cards, we'll watch Shameless. I will always watch the British version because I'm too anxious and I can't, like, wait to find out what happens. So I'll just watch the British version to kind of, like, you know, ruin the story for myself. Uh, well, uh, you know, wait, do you, what's the other show that has a British, oh, The Office. The Office. Did you do that also? with The Office? Yeah, but The Office, the British one sucks. Oh, it does? Yeah. Oh, uh, with uh, Ricky Gervais is in that one. Yeah, right? but it's, like, really, really. Really British. Well, March 4th, if you are a fan of House of Cards like I am, it will be back. Last night during the GOP primary debate, there was a commercial. Uh, they're going to have 13 episodes that will start running. And uh, Kevin Spacey, the whole thing will be back. Thanks to Mike Scott, who tweeted that to me last night. So thank you, Mike Scott. I'm very excited about it. Huge fan. I'm currently, I think I've said this, but I'm currently binge watching um, Friday Night Lights, which is amazing. Oh, like the old school one? <laughs> Wait. Don't tell me there's Isn't two that versions. That movie? No, movie? Friday Night Lights is like the football show with the kids. Is there also a movie called Friday Night Lights? I don't know. Isn't I've never even seen like, that. You know, you don't know me. You're like, I don't want your oh, life. Wait, right? is that, was that called Friday Night Lights too, or was that called? I know who you're. It was with James Vanderbeek. Yeah, wasn't that right? Friday Night Lights? Uh, I don't want your life. Yeah. It was called Friday Night Lights. Yeah, man. Oh, there you go. I totally forgot about that movie. Come on, dude. Everyone knows that. <laughs> well, I didn't. How do you not know James Vanderbeek? Your voice is wrong. This is your opportunity. For here. you. Playing football at West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime. But I don't want your life. Uh-uh. The show must be based on this movie, I bet. It probably is, Sarah. I mean, Friday Night Lights is just like, I think it's the, it's the idea that in these small, call, in these small like, towns... On Friday night, you just see these bright lights, and that's because the football stadium and everyone in town is just at the football stadium watching the local high school game. Please, I never knew what that was like. I grew up in Maine, in Little Wiscasset, Maine, and we didn't have a football team. We had some soccer lights, and uh, I think cross-country and track was big. Mmm, (laughs) cross-country. But our basketball team sucked. You know, I played basketball in high school. We went 0-18. You guys probably played a lot of hockey, right? No, we didn't have any hockey teams. But you guys were Maine. I know, but You're you know... You're pretty much Canada. Like, why wouldn't you have a hockey team? We were pretty much Canada, but we did not have a hockey team. What really? Were, did you have... But Iowa has football, right? Or is it big baseball? Oh, dude, wrestling. Wrestling was wrestling big. Wrestling is the big one in Iowa. Did you I wrestle? Was, I forget. I did in the seventh grade. I was on the A-team. Oh, Don't my God. Brag. 
I would kill. I would do anything to see you in a wrestling outfit currently and to wrestle oh, someone. Oh, dude, that'd be horrible. No, <laughs> but I can show you a picture of me like seventh grade Sammy in this little singlet. You know, that was also the same year I wore my FUBU jersey for my school picture. <laughs> oh my God, Sammy! It's a confusing please, year in my life. Please bring it in. Yeah. Oh I'll my find god. It. I just gotta ask my mom. She's got it somewhere. Well, I, I will tell you this. We are going through with having drink like you're in high school day tomorrow, Thursday. And Amos from the Georgetowner is going to be in here reverse interviewing Sammy and me on all the events of 1073 over the past year and a half. Our radio careers. So then, maybe next time, next week when we have the show, mm -hmm. we'll do something about bringing your like middle school pictures. Oh wow, I can't wait to see. Did you have a mustache in middle school? <laughs> no, I did not. When did it grow? Sammy, did. When did it come in? I did not have a mustache in high school or middle, middle school. school. I was gonna say, so you're made to middle school. First then. of all, I was very late in um, puberty, if you will. Blooming. So, blooming. Yeah, super late. This probably uh, shocks nobody, but I would say like maybe 17, it started coming in, the like super hair? late. Yeah. Wow. I think I started waxing my eyebrows and lip when I was like 17. Wow. Okay. Actually, yeah. I would have guessed earlier. <laughs> I'm actually surprised. Look, at the more you know. That's when I wish I had that NBC sound. Yeah, well, you're on the audio. Bring it up. I'm trying not to laugh, by the way, which I will tell you why. Why? I'll tell you why. My mom called me yesterday. She had a conversation with me about uh, how much laughing I do on this podcast. So I will tell you about that. Also today, in the second day of Choose Your Own Adventure, because I teased three major stories that happened mm -hmm, to me mm -hmm, over the weekend. Mm -hmm. The hot guy that I met, made out with at Field of Screams, who, who came up to me over the weekend and goes, remember when we made out and we had like a big hug and interaction and again? And you're forgetting the most important part of the what? story. What? The fact he was like 14. Well, he was 18 at the time. He looks super young again you just, over the weekend. No, he was like maybe 17. I hope to hell he was 18. I can remember looking at his ID. I think I looked at his ID and he was 18. Okay. But, you know, I'm not strong with math on the spot. So <laughs> <laughs> I, it could be anybody's guess. So I, I will, I'll tell you about today the $200 Instagram class I took. I'm feeling a little low about myself because I'm not sure if it was worth it or not. But Instagram has become a big source of tension amongst my, my friend group. So I'll tell you about that. And I'll tell you about the class. Um, also, holiday gift giving between adults. Do we think that it is needless oh. or tis the season? We'll discuss that. Mm -hmm. Sammy's snacklins have blown up overnight. We'll well, okay, sure. yes, sure. It's, it's you very know, loose. Where's the showbiz aspect of this? Where's the showbiz They've of They've blown it? up. Yeah. Well, I also have a critique about your Twitter. Uh-oh, what did I do? No, I, I will explain that. Because okay. uh, are you a bad employee? Oh, yes. We're going to discuss that list that came out. And then people were actually tweeting me ideas of who I could make out with to hit 40,000 views. And number one on our, the list was our former boss, Jan Jeffries. Nuh-uh. <laughs> yes. That is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Bennett he, uh, tweeted me. Several other people retweeted him saying that I should make out with Jan Jeffries. Okay, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Jan is is happily married, and that's a real inside makeout. I mm -hmm. need I need like mm -hmm. a you know former Vincent former Mayor Vincent Gray or somebody would be good to make out with. You know, don't you think? Oh my gosh, yes. I think Vincent, that one would be good. Or who was the one that had the bow tie? Oh God, Sammy, that was like who was that? That mayor? guy with the bow tie. He was cool because here's the thing. You know, he's just like a regular guy because I've seen him stand in line to buy Nats tickets like tons of times. <sighs> Oh, my like God. He's just I can't in line. Even, I'm like, yo, dude, weren't you mayor? I can't even remember who that was. Uh, we'll talk about that. Also, I, Sammy got very upset with me yesterday, but I said that I found someone in D.C. who's actually making money showing people how to smoke weed. Yeah. We may see that guy. 
What? Why aren't you just going to use me? I'm really offended by this. <laughs> well, we'll discuss. I thought it might be an interesting video. Okay. I thought it could be an interesting video. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Also, uh, tons other tons of other things we have to get to on the show. Why everybody is freaking out at the UPS drivers this year. We'll discuss that. And then a local restaurant. I think you called, and I'm going to go there, because here's the thing. I love the women that do the PR, but there was a big story that came out about oh, them. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. About them yesterday that a lot of people were sending tweets to me, so we'll discuss that. Uh, let's get into the show. You ready? Hit me with some cast pod. With some cast I love Teddy B. Every time. Look, welcome to the podcast show. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier, along with my good friend and co-host, Sammy Kay, and CEO of Snacklins, everybody. CEO of Snacklins. Actually, I've just been introducing myself as the assistant to my partner in the company. Well, you do have a partner with Snacklins, yeah. right? Yeah. Can we talk about yesterday? We talked about Sammy's new business adventure, and this thing is going to blow up because Dan, my boyfriend, had some Snacklins last night. Mm-hmm. He was like, these are to die for. Really? Good. He's like, and there's endless possibilities with flavor. He's like, Sammy could be kind of like Lay's. They could do flavor contests. He's like, you could do so much with this. I'm like, I know. These things are amazing. Plus, they're vegan. Plus, they're gluten-free. Yeah, yeah. How? I mean, and did you see the tweet that you got from Angela? And I'm sure you, you said you got other. Oh, sorry. Andrea. Andrea Rodriguez at Arod91885 on Twitter says, At the Sammy K at Hey Phrase, just put my order in for Snacklins. No way. Yeah, so you're getting orders, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got some orders last night. It's pretty awesome. Oh, my God. The Snacklins are insane. I do have to, I, I do think I should take over your Twitter, though, for one reason. Okay, what did I do? Well, you know, the picture that you have as your profile picture of Snacklins doesn't really do it justice. No. It just sort of looks like, um, I don't know. It. it <laughs> Wait, are you talking about for the actual Snacklins one or for my personal Twitter? <laughs> no, the actual Snacklins oh, one. Well, yeah, we got to not... get on there. We got to get on there and do like a really cute, you know, very Instagram style. This is why I took the class. A very, you know. A better photo? Yes. We have photos being taken. I know. These are literally ones that we tried to put up before the event. We actually have a new logo I'll have to show you. Do and you? And it's a mushroom and an onion guy just kind of hanging out. Oh my god! I want to see the logo. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. I thought I'm going to take over your Twitter. Oh, because, I'm totally down with that. I'm absolutely down with. Well, that. you must have picked up hundreds of followers yesterday. Uh, we picked up a lot. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty excited about it. And it's called what? At Eat Snacklins, Eat right? Eat Snacklins for pretty much everything. So definitely go check them out. They're delicious, and Sammy's going to be selling them around DC. And I'm going to venture to guess that Sammy's going to be a millionaire before I am. I'm going to venture to guess. I'm still going to be working on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you, though, well, <laughs> for the faith. I love it. I love it. I know you have a lot of overhead costs. You know, it's it's a new business starting out, so it's going to take a while. But these things are freaking amazing. Now, Dan wanted me to ask you this other question. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna, do you have to put nutritional info on it? Actually, yes. That's what, we, that's what I was working on yesterday. So I got all my nutrition labels yesterday from the FDA and UPC codes. You don't understand. I literally have no flipping clue what I'm doing. Like, absolutely well, no idea because I've never done this. I just kind of made some snacks with my friend. I was trying to figure out what to do. I talked to this lawyer. I got certain information. They gave me some more information. I've just been kind of Googling everything, going from one step to the next. I talked to the bank. They're like, well, hey, before you get on a business account, you need to have this and this. So I'd have to go get this and this from the IRS. And then, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Really? And so well, yesterday I had to go and I had to talk to people from the FDA and I had to get all my uh, nutritional labels. 
It certainly up. seems like you do, because already things are like amazing. So I have no clue. Well, it's going super well, and you need to follow at Eat Snacklands. I wanted to do some other shout-outs, because tons of people are discovering the podcast for the first time and listening. Angela is at A Rose 9988. Mm-hmm. At Hey at the Sammy K. Can't wait for the podcast today. I love listening to you all. At King this morning says at Hey Frage, at, at uh, Sammy K. Good morning. You guys are doing great things. Good luck. Samantha, who's at Mrs. Mantha E. Listen to episode four of at Hey Frage and at the Sammy K podcast this morning. Sammy had me literally laughing out loud in my car with the Swedish accent. Oh, you like the Swedish accents? <laughs> oh my God, that was so good. And people yesterday about our accents. I oh my can't gosh, even. that was so good. Uh, Justa at Justa Solar Flare is a new listener from Twitter. He came over from STM. He says, at Hey Frage, thank you guys so much for doing this. I'm honored you followed me. I can't wait to hear more of the podcast. So much there to get to. And then, of course, Andrea Rodriguez is the woman who ordered your snack lunch, amongst others. Now, did you notice today I'm not laughing as much at, yeah, at your... Yeah, why are you trying not to laugh so much? So my mom calls me yesterday, and she goes, Sarah... Everything that Sammy says, you laugh at. She's like, I, I'm so happy you guys are having a great time. And she was, she was just saying it like as you know how funny you are, mm-hmm. and that my mom yeah, finds yeah. you really funny. But she's like, you know, because my mom, she listens to the show and she's dying to be on the podcast. Really unfiltered, I, unfiltered, Mom afraid. I cannot wait. Oh, yeah, she'll be dropping F-bombs like everything. (laughs) So anyway, she says to me, you know, I don't know. Your listeners may get a little tired of you laughing at everything he says. But people like laughter. Isn't laughter infectious? Is it infectious? Or I don't want this podcast to sound like your typical morning zoo where it's just like a laugh track. Do you think I'm a a laugh track? Well, we don't laugh. I mean, we have some serious points. Well, that's what she said. So I think it's good. Like, we have a nice little balance, but... If it's funny, it's funny. There's nothing you can do about it. I love laughing. Oh, my God. Well, I find you absolutely hysterical. Because I said, the best part is, like, Sammy can make fun of himself. He can make fun of me. Like, you have such a great grasp of the entire situation. Well, because my parents made fun of me incessantly (laughs) growing up. My mother, like, my stepmother and my father made fun of me incessantly growing up just to kind of get my, because I was like a little wussy kid. And they're like, well, the only way to get over this is to make fun of them. So they would just make fun of you all the oh time. Oh, my God. My About dad what? Everything. Me, my dad would call me, hey, Ras al-Azma, come here. That's in Tunisian meaning. He's like, yo, egghead. Because he said that my head like, was round like an egg. Yo. Or like there's videos of me like at three years old, and I'm walking up to my dad. I'm like, hey, dad. He's like, what do you want, ugly? <laughs> what? This is on video? Dude, it's on video. Well, it's actually really funny because my mom used to have nicknames for Seth and me as well. So she used to call like my brother when he was young, didn't want to brush his teeth. Yeah. So she would call him Chief Yellow Teeth. Oh. <laughs> and he hated that. And then for me, I would never close my mouth when I was eating. So she would call me Smacky. Like she would call Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right. Yeah. Why do you think parents get really mean about their kids? Did you ever? Did your parents ever pretend not to know you? Uh, no, they never did that. My they parents, never did that, my dad they did it to me all the time. I'd walk up like, "Hey, dad." He's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> I'd be like, "Dad, it's me, Sammy." He's like, "I do not know." He's like, "I'm like, but I'm your kid." He's like, "I don't have a kid. I have no idea who you are. Get away from me, kid." You're ugly. Get away. And he would just do that for like five minutes. I just freak out. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, they, but they did have nicknames for me, which is really funny. All right, good. Well, then I'm not going to stop unless people listening to this podcast find the laughter annoying. Because this, I don't want this show to be just like an airhead laugh track. But I don't think we're, I don't think we're even near that. No, I get where you're coming from, Smacky. <laughs> Wait, what was your nickname in, in um, Arabic? Ras al Avma. Ras la Avma. That's good enough. Actually. Just call me Egghead. <laughs> Okay, egg. Rasla Lavma. Or Avma? 
That's the Azma. Okay, well, anyway. Doesn't matter. Yeah, egghead. egghead. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm trying not to laugh at everything you say just to give people a break. Okay. And by the way, oh my God, Sammy, we're like at 15,000 listens and downloads. I have to tell you guys, thank you so much. We are going to be the number one iTunes podcast in all the land. I can tell. I'm so excited about this. Here's when you know things are really good. And thank you. You guys are going to take us to 25 million downloads. By the way, the biggest thing you can do, because a lot of people are emailing us asking, hey, Sarah and Sammy, how can I help? Will you retweet? Will you share the podcast? Yes. Or leave a comment on iTunes. If you'll leave a review, that would be amazing. All of the above, you could help. But I just got an email from Podomatic mm-hmm. yesterday going, hey, the Hey Frage podcast, you guys are already VIP. You're already within the top 200 most listened to podcasts on out of like 5,000 nice. on, on Podomatic. So they said, hey, we want you guys to be a part of this VIP circle, which basically means we give them feedback. They can better service us or whatever. And that's great. That probably means better placement for you, so you'll get more people outside of the... Yes! Oh! 25 million downloads were given away a BMW. I swear to God. I'm excited. One of these days, we are giving away that BMW. We're having a monster party. And I was telling you yesterday, like, you know it's really taken off when my friends who have never, ever, 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 ever supported anything I did, they're calling me up. They're like, hey, man, so if you need help, like, with, uh, you know, the snack ones, or you need help with the, like, because they're listening to the podcast daily. Really? People I haven't spoken to in years <gasps> are just texting me out of the blue being like, hey, man, this podcast, really, really good. Oh, my God. I know. I feel like the podcast is just on fire. So if you're marketing, we need help. Like, how do we seed it out? We want it to be number one in all the land. You know how I am. So tell us, email me, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at HeyFrage.com. If you have questions about Snacklands, what's your email? Do you guys have a Snacklands email yet, or you want your... EatSnacklands your- at gmail.com. EatSnacklands at gmail.com. Pretty much EatSnacklands at everything. Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, Gmail, Google Plus. Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, Let me ask you this. I'm feeling like a very uh, inadequate girlfriend. I want you to be totally honest about Dan and Mai's relationship, okay? I'm feeling really bad uh, about a couple things. So I want to ask you this before I tell you about my $200 Instagram class. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, Dan, you know, I found a clutch, a Kate Spade clutch that I really want for Christmas. For Christmas, okay. Because here's the thing, as you get to know me and, and Sammy more on this podcast, one of the things that I love are novelty clutches, okay? I have a clutch that looks like a bag of popcorn. You have one that looks like a gold bar. One that looks like a gold bar. A lot of people think it's chocolate. I have another one that does look like chocolate. Mm-hmm. So I collect these novelty clutches, right? Yes. I love handbags and clutches. So Kate Spade has this awesome champagne bottle one oh, that's cool. out All right. that All looks right. super cool, right? So I'm like, Dan, I want this gift. I've been asking him for months, what do you want for Christmas? And and he's like, nothing, world peace, you know. So he won't tell me anything. And we're supposed to exchange gifts Thursday night, and I have nothing for him. You have nothing for him yet? Well, here's the thing. Do you think this is bad? The one thing he told me is there's a little uh, wine and beer kind of boutique store over in Arlington. Mm -hmm. He wants a year's subscription. They do like a beer of the month club. Oh, but I don't want to give him alcohol. I don't want to encourage him to drink. Is that being controlling? That is so horrible. Yes. <laughs> He's try- it's not like you're getting- it's not like they're sending you like a 12-pack of Miller High Life. You know what I mean? Which by the way is delicious just in case I know who We'll be drinking life. that tomorrow. I love Miller High Life. Yeah, that's like my high school drink. But no, like they're not they're sending you like really nice stuff and it's usually just going to be one bottle, maybe two or three bottles, which he's not going to get shmammered off that. Do you think that See, that's the thing. I just don't want to encourage him things. to drink alcohol. What? Because I want, you know, the body's a temple, and you can really only drink alcohol in moderation. And that's why he's not getting 40 beers, Sarah. He's literally getting one a month. 
Well, don't you think they'll do like a six pack, a mixed six pack, or you think it'll be the larger? You're right, a six pack a month. Oh, heavens forbid. He's probably going to become an alcoholic. Next thing you know, he'll be in the gutter. He had six beers over the course of 30 days. Uh, what, are, what? What is this, Saudi Arabia? Like, no. <laughs> no, but I just felt like... I, the gift of alcohol, you know? I, okay, then maybe I should get him that. Yes. Because I'm panicked. I'm panicked. It's Wednesday. We're supposed to be doing exchanging gifts tomorrow night before we go on vacation. Is he like a really big beer nerd? Like a big, yeah. big beer He's nerd? Yeah, he's become a real beer snob. He likes real craft beers. Uh, he he drinks a lot of Bell's. Too um, hearted? Bell's too hearted? No. Bell's, Bell's too hearted? Bell's too hearted. Maybe that's it. From Michigan? It's a Michigan yeah, but company? Bell's, but their big brand, their, their big version is too hearted. Like yeah, oh, I'm sure brand. he drinks that. Yeah. Then um, there's a couple, like, breweries he likes out in Virginia, and he's all about, like, getting organic things. Let me make some calls today after the podcast and see what I can snag for you. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. He would love that. I just, I want him to drink in moderation. I got you. We'll get him something really nice, but something also really small, so that way, you know, he doesn't become an alcoholic in case he drinks one beer over the course of a week. <laughs> Well, um, but here's the thing. I got to get this, you know, shit together like ASAP because if I don't have something tomorrow night, I feel like I've put the poor man through hell. Like and I now I don't even have a gift. Well, luckily for you, Sarah, we have another 39, 40 minutes left of the podcast. So after that, I'll make the phone call for you. Okay. okay. Unless you just want me to stop right now. I can, <laughs> no. Okay. no, don't go anywhere. Oh, my God. So, all right. Now I want your complete honest opinion about this. Mm-hmm. Of course, mm-hmm. I, I I do want to take over your Twitter account. I'm, I've already got some ideas. Of you some, can totally take it over. I've got some ideas I'm of some major with marketing. Social media. Like, I'm really bad with social media. But you're not. You snap. You have a great Snapchat. I don't snap. I haven't Snapchat in forever. No, you just did last weekend. You were at, a, at that party. Well, yeah, but randomly. But it's like one thing. That's true. you got to create the story. And you need the Snacklin' story. See, now. that's something that, you know. The first bite all the time. A, yeah, exactly. Well, so maybe you want to hang out with me because now that I've taken this course. This $200 Instagram <laughs> course. I'm excited to hear about it. So I see this ad that pops up on Instagram. And, you know, there's a real art to Instagram mm-hmm. for people liking your photos. And if you go on Instagram now and you follow people, most of them have really crap accounts, right? They'll just do random pictures of a sandwich. The, the lighting awesome. sucks. Yep, you know, okay, yeah. all this stuff. So I see this woman's Instagram ad pop up. And her name is Hillary Rushford. And she says, I'll teach you how to Instagram. I'll teach you how to make money from your Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you can increase your followers, a 1,000 followers a month. So I'm like, okay, wow, cool. Okay. I got to find out about this. And I think, you know, uh, why not? I want to do this. So I sign up for the class. It's $200. And then if you want to be in this VIP, she has mm-hmm. a website, Dean Street Society, okay, out oh. of New York. So, and if you want to be a VIP, it's like $400. And that connects you with a community of other Instagram people. Uh, and then so I watch this little tutorial that she has before she sucks you into buying, mm-hmm. you know, the class. So it was informative. It wasn't bad. I, I liked it. So anyway, I end up paying the $200. And I'm not sure yet if I feel like, oh, I could have Googled this on my own or if it will really be Well, what was helpful. like some of the information or do you not want to share it because, you know, well, it was $200. You know, I really, no. I, okay, I will share anything, but it's funny, since I took this class and I was talking to some other people on Instagram mm-hmm. that do fashion things, we know how you feel about fashion bloggers. Oh, I love them. <laughs> I love them. I love them. So I've talked to some other people and, and they're very secretive about their, like what filters they use, how they do Instagram. And I'm thinking, why is everybody so 
you know, secretive about this. Because people are insane and they feel like it's their look when in all realities, no, 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 no. It's a nerd that lives somewhere in California in Silicon Valley. It's actually his look that he put on there and that he's making millions of dollars off of. And while they, you get a free t-shirt every once in a while. <laughs> well, so in the class, it basically talks about that. So, Sammy, I don't, she, once you pay the $200, you get to download this packet, right? Mm-hmm. And she takes you through a couple of the apps that she uses, uh, VSCO, and then there's another one. Do you guys use this one, Seed? Something about, like, Seed something. Anyhow, she has, like, three apps that mm-hmm. she uses, okay? The amount of manipulation that you have to do on these photos before you post them, according to her recommendation, I, I can't even tell you. It's like, it's like an hour, because you got to go to like F- this FSCO, you've got to upload it, then you've got to, you know, filter your skin, then you whiten your teeth, then you like remove wrinkles, you blur the background, then you add a filter. I'm thinking what? to myself, this is all the stuff supposedly people that make Instagram money, that make money on Instagram really do. So one of the things she recommends, I'll mm-hmm. give you all the secrets so you don't have to take Good. the class. I wasn't going to pay it for it anyway, so... <laughs> So she says that you have to have a color palette, okay? So you take a screenshot of your nine, your last nine photos, and they all should look the same, meaning do they have a pink tint, do they have a blue tint, are they all outside, maybe they're all cropped so they have a white border. But once you get that theme, you have to stick with that theme. Okay, okay. So far, are you with me? Yes, yeah, so, so far, you're saying my Instagram shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, because you'll have, like, Slasher with a McDonald's hat on. Which, by the way, is so fucking cute. <laughs> I love that picture of my dog. Slash looks so Except funny. for that asshole ate all my beef jerky yesterday. <laughs> I'm so fucking mad. I spent all this money buying, like, artisanal beef jerky, and the little dickhead, like, stole it, and I get in my apartment yesterday, and he just got the bag ripped open on his bed, and he's just looking at me like, oops. How did he get it? I don't know. He just, like, jumped on the table and took it, man. He's like a spider. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I got to set up cameras in my place because the older he gets, the more desperate he gets just for shit. And he will, like, when he was younger, he was like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to take a nap or run around. Now that he's old, all he wants is food all the time. And that's it. Like, he tried to, like, sneak in my oven yesterday when it was on a steel mac and cheese. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he almost had to jump on the oven. What? It's hot. Yeah. Like, I opened the door. He tried to get up there. And I was like, you're going to burn yourself, dickhead. But all right. <laughs> he slashes out of control. He's out of control. He's just, like, eating. And he's all like, maybe he's diabetic and you should take him to the vet. He's got a heart murmur, Sarah, remember? So don't, oh. yeah, remember? So he's already going to die. You don't already, you don't have to add diabetes oh to the mix. I'm not saying anything. He will live a very long life, I guarantee. Slasher will live to, like, 17. How old is he now? It's 17. No, he's I know, he's not. Stop it. <laughs> no, he's, like, nine. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I one time cursed Sammy's dog. You killed my dog. Uh, Michael Jackson, Patrick Swayze, and Sammy's dog. You have killed three people. She literally said, Sammy, I give your dog one week. No joke. Exactly one week later, what happened? My dog just keeled over and died. By the way, he went to the vet earlier that day, and the vet gave him a 100% clean bill of health. All right? I felt really bad about that. Yeah, I really did. I did, too, because I'm the one that had to take the dog. I was like, didn't you just adopt this? And I was like... Yes. Oh, that was, <laughs> it was so awful. I remember. Mm, it was fun. No, it was terrible. You were heartbroken. I can't, it's, nothing will happen to Slasher for a long time. But thanks for the pizza, though. Well, yeah, you came over to, Ed, I was dating Ed at the time, yeah. old man Ed, and uh, we had pizza, and you hung out for a little while, and then you were like, well, this is super, this is this making is me more depressed. Lame. Yeah. So I'm out of here. 
Yeah, it was pretty fun, though. That was about what happened. That was exactly what happened, actually. So you got to come up with a color theme, a color palette, if you will, for okay. Instagram. Then on Instagram, she recommends your profile needs to tell your story and what you're going to give to your audience. Mm -hmm. So she says, you've got to talk about your interests. So what are people, when they click on your bio, going to see every single time? Snacklins, right? Okay. Yeah. Healthy snacks, vegan, gluten-free, whatever, uh, yeah, farmer's yeah. markets, okay. right? Yeah. So that should be the only pictures that you are taking pictures of, okay? So your personal life, Sammy K, right? Should not be on there. No, should not be on there. So, but your own at the Sammy K Instagram, what are like your interests? Like what would your short bio be? No, that one is just, I already wrote my short bio in there. And I believe it says, I made this account so that porn stars couldn't steal my screen name and so that my mom could see random pics of my travels. And that's it. I only post pictures of my travels. Okay, like, so cool shit on my Instagram. You're, that's actually close. But they're recommending, because you like food, you know, you like D.C., mm -hmm. you're always out and about. So you should almost have, like, this man about town, and what you're going to give is sort of your recommendations around D.C. or your food recommendations. Yes. And this is how you could start making now, money. Now, here's the thing, though. You know me, I have this theory. I like to live life, you know, with my eyes, not through the lens of my phone. And so, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's my issue with Snapchat and Instagram and everything right now is... I'm in the moment, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is so cool. Everyone else is busting out their phones. I'm just trying to chill and have a good time, you know? <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, the, and that's, you can do that. I'll this trade someone snack you want to make money. I will give you all the snack ones you want <laughs> if you want to take over my, my social medias. I don't even care. Well, she's saying you got to get on the bandwagon. All right, I'll get on the bandwagon. So those were, like, her big things. And she said if you can give away something for free. All the time. Mm -hmm. So, like, free coffee, free recipes, free, you know, DIY mom outfits. Yeah. So people can always expect when they come to your place, free things. Mm, okay, okay. Doesn't it seem like a hell of a lot of work? Sounds like a fuck ton of work. <laughs> fuck ton. So I took the class, I, and then I end up seeing my friend Pam. My friend Pam says to me, oh, yeah, 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 I've heard of this class. But she goes, you know, Sarah... In the Instagramming world, once you find like a filter or you find an app that manipulates your pictures, you're not supposed to share it with other people because they'll steal your ideas. But it's but that's the thing is it's not even their idea. It's not like they sat there, they have it, you know, it's like they sat in a science lab, was like, Oh, let me see what I can do here with the photo pigmentation. No. They're just going to a computer. They're how I don't get why people do that. Like why is it I, because apparently now it's become a real hot spot of where you can make money and people are actually making thousands of dollars off Instagram. And I'm talking, I'm not just talking but fashion bloggers. realize they're delusional though, right? Like it's, they're not making thousands of dollars because they're filtered. They're making thousands of dollars because they have enough minions that'll follow them and click on stuff. Like that has nothing to do with the filter. Right? Well, they're saying, she says yes. Hillary Rushford says yes, because when you have a pretty Instagram all the time, when it's beautifully pink and it's flowers and you drinking in fashion, more people are inclined to follow you than versus somebody with a random picture of their dog. But can I also say, like, that doesn't seem like rocket science? Well, that's kind of why like, I'm not sure. To, I feel a little duped today. I feel financially slightly duped. Like, you could it have just walked into any sort of store and been like, oh, wow, look at Target. Everything's pretty much fucking red here. That makes sense. That's like their theme. Okay. You could probably understand. Oh, McDonald's. Oh, there's a lot of yellow arches. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a theme. Okay, I get it. Like, you can find this just by going anywhere. I think you're right. I mean, I haven't made it all the way through the packet. So she's got, you know, when you download this PDF, there's another link about how to actually use hashtags and then make money. So I'll see when I get there. And, of course, I'll share all the secrets with you. Good.
I think well, you can do that, right? Once you take a class, you can share all the secrets, right? Yeah, man, mm-hmm. what are they going to do? <laughs> Cease and desist on the podcast? Yeah, oh, no. We can't have you sharing our Instagram secrets, but it's not your secret, okay? <laughs> you are not a millionaire. This Instagram, the people that made an Instagram, those, it's their secrets, not your <laughs> secret. Um, hey, do you consider yourself a problem employee? Yes. Really? Yes, absolutely. Always. Well, here's the thing is I'm very passionate about what I do, and part of that's going to mean I'm going to be a fucking problem. Do you think, so passion equals just a problem. Actually, I agree. Do you think yeah. I'm a problem employee? No. Really? Absolutely not. I mean, you'll sit there behind them like, I am so tired of this. This is bullshit. Next time I see them, I'm going to tell them how I feel. Hey, how are you? Love the shirt. You're fantastic. Can't wait. <laughs> da, 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 da. Like, that's exactly how it goes. Well, okay, me on I the know, other hand, I'll walk in and people are like, you in a bad mood, Sammy? You in a bad mood? I'm like, fucking yeah, I'm in a bad mood, and I'll tell them why. Okay, well, my guess is that you'll say yes to all this list. Uh, but if you're a problem employee, one, you see management as your adversary. Absolutely. It's me against the man. That's how it's always been. I do. I'm kind of with you. Because I'll... I'm going to say it. And look, I don't want to be on here, like, at all. I don't want to come off... In any way, like bragging or brag planning or any mm-hmm. of that bullshit, okay? I hate that. I'm not like that. I never want to be that way. And if but, I ever become that way. But you're about to brag plan, so let's do okay. So, no, but I just turned out another job offer in radio, and I'm like, I don't know. I just don't think I can go back because it is so us against the man, and the man has such, at every radio station, has such, like, the same motto. I think the issue is, when I think about it, I've tried to break it down in my head, is I think that... You start off in radio, you want to be on the air, right? Then totally. at some point, you kind of fizzle out, you realize you want to get more on the management side. But at that point, you're probably in your mid-30s, late-30s, right? Mm-hmm. And then by the time you actually work your way up to upper management, and you're in your 60s. But remember, you don't remember shit past your 30s anyways. And so they're trying to come back and just try to go back to the, whenever they're in the 30s. And so I have all these bosses as opposed to trying. Like, what made them successful is the fact they went along with the curve. But then now they're so old that they can't even think about... Going. going against the grain or even possibly, you know, being different or not just being some cheesy bullshit. And I don't think it's just us in radio. I think that this is the thing. This is what I hate that millennials get a bad rap because I think millennials, so many of us want to have our own businesses, do want to change the world and actually have, I think, the ideas to do it. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm saying that every baby boomer isn't um, innovative. But I just think, oh, my God, these radio stations. And, you know, I, what I want to know, do you think anyone ever gets into radio to play music for the music? Dude, that's the worst fucking thing is no. The answer is no, absolutely not. I know. But yet that's all of a sudden once they get to upper management because they have this notion of research. And it's like, guys, your research, you're getting ripped off on that. All right. I could have played anyone than Bruno Mars song and told you this fucking thing is going to be a hit. I'd have to pay $10,000 and play it for seven rednecks out in buttfuck because, let's be honest, <laughs> anyone who lives in a major city has way too much shit going on to answer their phone with the 30 seconds of a song. By the way, a little radio insight, that's exactly how they pick the music that they play on radio stations. They do. They that's do a exactly sample exactly how they calling. do They'll do a sample call. They'll call out some... They'll call people in buttfuck wherever that have nothing going on, that have nothing going on in their lives, that have know nothing about music. They're going to play a bunch of shitty music for them for 30 seconds each. And they're like, press one if you like it. Press two if you don't. I guarantee you no one listening to this podcast has ever gotten that phone call. Ever. No. And that's why I'm always amazed at how they have this research. I go, research what? Like, listen to it. It's good. 
like our old boss. Bad. Yeah, man. Guess, guess. It's I got not the me. research. I got the research. No, so people want more music. They want list. It's not guys. It's not me. It's pretty asinine. Same thing with like ratings. It's so like, fucking asinine. It's like same thing with ratings. They're basing it all off of you know what. A sample, honestly, in the a D.C. area, like, 1,500 1, 1, 1, people carry meters. Yeah. And that's it. That's, and that's the, it. So 1,500 people speak the for the millions of people that live around here. Yeah. And when was the last? Like, I would never, ever, 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 ever agree to have anyone put a little box or a pager on me that would monitor everything I listen to 24 hours a day. for th- No way. Like, I would never do that. And I, a lot of people here don't. And so they kind of lose the smart people. They lose successful people. They're losing a huge number of people because they're just trying to find, you know, this amount of Hispanics, this amount of African Americans, this, this amount of white people, other, and right. this amount of Caucasians. Yeah, it's totally true. And I'll say it. I mean, a lot of people were actually applauding me and they were saying the same thing. But I don't give a fuck about the music. I've never cared about the music. Mm. And this job I just turned down was all about the music and talking five times an hour. I'm like, why the fuck would I ever do this? Why? It's so boring. It's it's so... Honestly, God, I'm at the point. It's so... I don't even know. I mean, because just listening to radio now, being back in D.C. for over a year. And, of course, when we were on the morning show, I couldn't really listen. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can't even believe it. I can't believe it. Because not only that, they don't even play the songs you want to hear. All the songs that they play, you've already downloaded a month ago. It's, it just blows my mind. It's always behind. Always just. Always behind. I just don't know how behind the scenes that radio is not evolving. I really don't. Yeah. It's amazing to me. Uh, also, number two on the list, if you're a problem employee, you say, it's not my job at least once a month. Fucking right I do. <laughs> I said that all the time. All the fucking time. I don't think... See, but that's wrong. Well, it depends Because where I'm you at, actually though. were the person... Well, at our last job, I think of everybody, you were the least person... You, you did it the least of saying, this is not my job. You did every job there. But I also did that, though. Like, every once in a while, I'm like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. I've done this enough. It's not my job. I'm not going to do it again. You know, yeah. so I like will draw a line. Like I don't mind helping. Like I'm one of those people that'll help, but do you, no, I'm not gonna do it like eight times. Like the, a help is not eight times. Well, you, I thought you always stepped up. You were really good. Um, number three, you take your manager's requests as suggestions. I totally do this. Absolutely, yeah. I, I never. I mean, like Gillette and stuff. I was. I love Gillette, but yeah. It was only a suggestion. Uh, you have trouble finding a former manager willing to give you a reference. <laughs> Um, yes, um, yes. God, I'm trying to think of who I could call in management. Yeah, no, I could at Fox 5. Honestly? I probably could call Gillette. I probably could call Jan. I uh, I don't even know if I could. No, oh, I yeah, you could. I think you could. Maybe maybe G-Man. Oh, he totally would. Yeah, G-Man would. Uh, you always ask for forgiveness rather than permission. These are the signs that you're a bad employee. Yeah, because totally. they always, always say no. I'm such a horrible employee, I guess. Uh, you look for reasons things can't be done rather than looking for ways they can be done. No, I don't think either one of us are like that. It depends, though. Like, for me, it depends. If I think it's something stupid, then I will look for every reason why it will fail, and I'll try to go against it. Like, a lot of times with the old station, they'd have these really dumb-ass fucking promo ideas. And I did not want anything to do with it, so I would just figure out how to just nail it down, you know? How to make sure that it never, ever, ever took off. <laughs> and I would just tell them all the problems we're going to have wow. and this and this because I just want to do it. Like, God, just, you've gotten every single one of these. Yeah, but also I didn't want to go out to the Woodbridge, you know, Family Day Festival with Rock Noceris and dance. Like, no, that's not. <laughs> so I would find a way to, to, to just fucking just screw that thing down. Be like, no, I'm not going to work because here's why. This 
and then this, and I just find every excuse why it couldn't work. Uh, you're stuck in a negativity loop. Is that you? Occasional frustrations at work are normal, but if you feel negative about your job and company every day, it's a problem. Um, years ago, years ago, yes. Now, I, no. I don't give a shit anymore. I know, me neither. Uh, you've disliked every boss you've ever had. Is that true? Have you disliked every boss? No, I've disliked 90% of them, though. <laughs> I just literally have, like, maybe four bosses I've actually liked out of maybe the 15 I've had. So more than 90%. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't mind. I think in hindsight, I never mind the bosses. Like, when you're in it, I think it, like I they're much more frustrating. Like, I definitely hated my boss at Krispy Kreme. My boss at Krispy Kreme was an asshole. Well, <laughs> he fired me over a joke. Some lady came in, asked if we had locale donuts, and I said, yeah, eat them and walk home. <laughs> and she laughed. I laughed. She goes, I deserve that. But no, he told me to pack up and leave. <laughs> Yeah, Sammy, you can't say that to customers. Why not? Come on, man. How else would you, you can't tell them? go there? Do you guys have low-calorie donuts? I'd be like, look at, we literally have a fountain of frosting dumping glaze on top. Like, what do you think low-calorie? What is low-calorie about that? How is that low-calorie? <laughs> because remember the trend a couple years ago? It was like low-fat, low-fat donuts. I mean, it, I don't think it was ever true. I don't think they ever really made low-fat donuts. I think they lied to you and said it was lower, a few lower calories. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As someone who's made a nutritional label recently, I, I can <laughs> guarantee that people could lie on those things. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. How do you really know? It's always just an estimate, isn't it? Uh, There's yeah. no real science to a food label. No, they do. They actually have them tested. They actually have the product tested. They do? Yeah, they have it tested. But then, even then, you think about it. How do we know that that's actually what they're putting in the bag in the long run? They just sent out a sample, and they're like, yeah, we're going to test it. Oh, my God. So you never know. So fucking true. Mm -hmm. All right, let's do a little click. I'll hit you with some of the bigger stories that we're, that we're going to touch on. Then we'll talk about holiday gift giving between adults, the D.C. restaurant that's been called out big time for making a lot of people sick. Uh, so let's do a little click. Ain't nobody fucking with my click. Click, click, All right, click, we'll get into click. this, Sammy, but UPS, I'll tell you why people are freaked out about their drivers after UPS decided to do this one thing. I'm Sarah Frazier. Here are your most click-worthy stories. People who frequently swear are more likely to have a bigger vocabulary than clean-tongued peers, according Fucking to Fucking right research. we are. <laughs> do you think that's true? Do you think I have a bigger vocabulary? Would you put us on the same level? I think you have a pretty good vocabulary, yeah. Thank you. You're very good. You oh. can't pronounce words for shit, but you actually know what they mean. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, good enough. Uh, the experiment asked participants to say as many swear words as they could think of in 60 seconds. They were then asked to do the same with animals. Those who knew the most swear words were more likely to name the most animals as well, which researchers equated then to psychology knowing more words overall. That's amazing. How come I never get asked to do like tests like this? Well, where's my timer? I want to see how many somebody time it we won't do 60 seconds is Six a long seconds time long. but here i got a time how right about, here we okay do like what 15 seconds do 15 seconds okay. how many swears do you know ready wait me or you first um i'll go oh okay yeah you go then i'll go all right trollop shit dick uh cunt bitch asshole vagina uh twat cunt oh i already said cunt um i just want all, all i can have is cunt in my head <laughs> Troll up. That's pretty much it. 15 seconds. All right, here. Put me on the All timer. Right. Okay, ready? Okay. Fuck, fucktard, fucker, asshole, shit. Um, oh, my God. Cunt, uh, pussy. Um, uh, Five seconds. Uh, shithead. Um, twat. Uh, jizz liquor. Jizz liquor. Yeah, jizz head, jizz yeah. liquor. Um, see, that's the thing. I, you're see, done. The time's finished. The problem is, like, I didn't. But the those, pressure there was there. Only, like, nine. Aren't there only really nine swear words? 
Yeah, but even then, like, you yeah, know, are. are the different, you know, is there really a difference between saying, like, ass head, ass hole, ass face, ass muncher, <laughs> ass liquor, uh, I ass don't, sniffer? No, right? Aren't they all the same? Fuck, fuck, tar, fuck head, isn't that all one? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would assume so. There you go. I sh- I'm sure you started this story, but did you ever have any women in your life, maybe guys, who used WEN hair products? WEN? WEN, W-E-N. No. All right. Well, hundreds of women, class action lawsuit against four in 40 different states against celebrity hairstylist Shay Dean's hairline, WEN has now gone viral. You've probably seen it shared numerous times. The women claim the product, which is touted, which is touted as a sulfate-free alternative to shampoo, made them bald and severely damaged their scalp. Oh, I did see that story about the women going bald. Like, they were missing patches of hair. Huge patches of hair. Huge patches. A lot of the women, women alleged they had to spend thousands of dollars on extensions in order to cover these hair patches. Shay his, has star clientele, including Charlize Theron and Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields even endorsed it. When has issued a statement denying that the product causes hair loss, and so far no one is saying exactly what in the product has led to this hair loss. If you're in the D.C. area, more than two dozen dogs rescued from a South Korea meat farm are now in our area and being prepared for long-loving homes. Some of the dogs are a bit skittish around people because they've only lived in a cage. The dogs will be available in the next week for adoption from the Washington Animal Rescue League, the Washington Humane Society Animal Welfare League of Alexandria, and the Animal Aww. Welfare League of Arlington. Are you going to adopt a dog? No, we live in a completely pet-free building. Name them hot dog? I want a cat. I actually oh. want a cat. You want a cat? I do. I really. Ew, so gross. <laughs> so creepy. Cats are so condescending and horrible. I don't care what people say. I want a cat because my mom in Maine, they have a farm. Okay. And but, I feel really bad saying this, but they never get the cats fixed. So she has like, they have a litter of cats at least once a year. Oh. So I want one of those cats and I'm going to name it Mr. Sassy Drawers. Mr. Sassy Drawers. <laughs> You're going to have a cat. That's it, Sarah. This is step one. What do you think? I really want a cat. And I said to Dan, I'm going to get a very fluffy cat. Because I love the fur. You know, you come yeah, out the fur. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of calling Mr. Sassy Drawers. Mr. Sassy Drawers. You do realize you're going to hate Mr. Sassy Drawers because he's going to shed all over your clothes. <laughs> well, And your couch. Yeah, and okay. they're going to claw up all your nice furniture. That's the thing I'm actually worried about. And they're going to literally, they're going to pee and poop in your house. And you're going to always they- smell like a homeless person. <laughs> Okay. All right. So this theory needs some work. You're right. We need a better apartment. We need like an indoor outdoor. But eventually I want to get the cat and name it Mr. Sassy Drawers. Why don't you just get like, you know, a fish and name it Mr. Sassy Drawers? No. Mr. Sassy Drawers. (laughs) We'll end with this. Uh, UPS is renting out hundreds of U-Haul trucks across the country as it faces mounting pressure to deliver packages on time ahead of Christmas. As you can imagine, though, the trucks are causing some major issues with people calling 911 wondering why a UPS driver is getting out of a U-Haul truck. People have been calling and reporting it as possible terrorism. I was actually going to think that because I I saw like five of them going in my neighborhood. You did? My building, because we have like... 300, 200 units or something like that. There's just U-Haul trucks pulling up all day long. And I was like, what's going on? And it was like 
UPS or some sort of shipments, like people just getting parcels. Isn't that scary? Really scary. Uh, UPS wants to remind you that if the person getting out, and I don't know how this is any guarantee, if the driver getting out is spotted in a UPS outfit, that's a sign that they are legit. I would think anybody could fake that. They also say that UPS drivers now have electronic pads. So if you see that, it's totally fine. But if you are concerned to call 311. I think that's the worst plan. I mean, wouldn't they get, at least get temporary signs to put on the U-Haul trucks that say, hey, you, you're a UPS driver or something? Um, they do. They wrote a sign that was literally written that said UPS driver. Would they marker. put that in the window? Yeah, it was with a marker and like a pen. Well, that's not a good plan. Um, but here's the thing, though, is, you know, it's really difficult to find UPS like uniforms. Oh, it is? Yeah, like and they don't it's just a, sell I mean, them because the they, they, to... yeah, they, like, they somehow have some sort of patent that they just keep them all. You have to return them. And it's almost like impossible unless someone managed to like get one from there and then sell it to you like at a garage sale. But you can't find them on eBay. They're always taken off eBay like immediately. Oh, well. I've been looking for one for years. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's a scary possible terrorist thing. But anyhow, uh, those are your most clickworthy stories. I was going to include the story of the guy who's here in D.C. who for $100... He will come to your house and teach you how to smoke weed. So mad about this guy. Uh, his name is Ryan Borderstan. Now, Borderstan has a company that he founded here in D.C. And for the past couple of years, he's been going around to people's homes and teaching them how to smoke weed. He says that for decades upon decades, there's been misinformation and a stigma tied to marijuana. So he'll do the extensive research, or has done it already, on how you should smoke it, how to smoke a joint. He'll provide you also with a pipe, the weed, vape weed. That's And awesome. up to four people can be there. But why don't you just ask us to teach you, Sarah? Oh, well, I'm totally... I mean, last week on the show, you had said to me... I want to get you ripped. You want to get me ripped, which I'm very nervous about. Why? Because I just don't want to be high all day. Why? The interns, they've been ripped before, and they love that shit. <laughs> Right, but they're young. I mean, I'm just saying the more I, the the more mature I get in age, yeah. the harder it is to, like, abuse the body. Look it. Why don't you just, like, ask friends of yours that maybe have done it beforehand and get their opinion on it? Because I guarantee you it's not as crazy as you think it is. You well, have this stigma in your head that you think it's going to be, like, this crazy psychedelic experience like in, El- like a, like in Dumbo when he drinks the alcohol. No, 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 sir. You're not going to, like, all of a sudden start seeing colors. You're just going to get hungry. You're going to giggle. And that's it. It's going to be a fun time. Okay, well, I'm and your mind's going to expand. I wanted to just do Ryan's class because I thought that would be funny as hell to feature his company and see, you know, what it was like. I'm going to start my own company called Doobie Doobie Doo. <laughs> Doobie Doobie And it'll just come Doobie. over and we'll roll doobies for you and teach you how to smoke doobies. Doobie Doobie Doo. And then Doo. if you pay extra, we'll sing you a song. Doobie Doobie Doo. <laughs> well, this guy, this guy is making money in D.C. doing that. He'll, like, host a weed party for you. That's awesome. I mean, I, it's got to be illegal. Can we kill the click music? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, why? Um, well, we're done the click. Oh, okay. I thought you were just all <laughs> doing the click. I didn't know. No, it's fine. I thought that was part of the news for the click. Well, no, I was going to, but then I just wanted people to know that. But Ryan uh, Broadstein is his name, or you can hire Sammy. I'm sure Sammy's available, too. Uh, Doobie-dooby-doo, coming to a store near you. <laughs> Doobie-dooby-doo. You're busy with snacklings, though. I am too busy. That's why I was thinking we could go see Ryan, and he could come to your apartment, because I don't live in D.C. You know what? If anything, I should probably partner with him to give him snacklings to take with him. To everyone, he's like, hey, man, that way they're getting ripped. He's like, and I brought you some vegan gluten-free treats. Oh, yeah. my God. Fucking genius. Well, will you teach me about weed when we smoke? Yeah, I will. Okay. It gets you high. Boom. Wait. Taught oh it. God. There you go. We're Next lesson. smoke, and we're going to walk around. <laughs> 
We're going to smoke and then walk around. That's right? the best Is that thing what to you do? do. That's what I do. Okay. Well, everybody tells me, you know, I'm not going to even get high the first time. No, you probably, that's what I'm saying. we got to get you pre-high and then get you high for the actual event. My first time smoking weed, I was like upset. I was like, why did I spend $10? I don't feel anything. Next time, bitch smacked me in the face and it was the best experience of my life and I haven't stopped since. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just think, isn't it stronger now than it was even when you started smoking? Yeah, and I was buying, like, dirt weed in Iowa. So oh, of yeah, it was please. Stronger, yeah. That was like oregano. It was probably oregano. I guess yeah. I didn't get high the first time. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to be smoking real stuff, and I want to vape. Because isn't that what vape? everybody does that's cool? No, that's like what all the lamos do. We're going to get you straight up doobie style. Old school, you okay. know. Okay. All right. Get you with the classics. It's like if you're first going to drink a cocktail, you should probably have a martini first. Get the classics, and then you can start having these weird, you know, smoke, tiki drinks, whatever, you know. Let's get you with the classic. Okay. Hit me with the classic. That's coming soon. That's like, I'm, I'm slightly nervous about smoking. I'm excited. The new year, the new you, you're going to have the munchies. It's going to be fantastic. All right. I cannot I... wait to see you get the munchies. Oh, my God. Just I just feel like so I'm going to have hummus. a headache. You're not going to have a headache. I hope not. And I don't want, I don't want to be tired. You're not I mean, I, can, I, I already can go to sleep in like five minutes. Sarah, we'll probably just make you take a couple hits because you'll be lame about it. We want you to smoke like as much as we no, do. No, I'm not going to be lame. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to keep up. We're just going to weed it out. No, and I'm because gonna... you'll pass out. That's the whole thing. We want you to have a fun time. So we're just going to let you get a couple hits, you know, kind of feel the buzz and boom, rock and roll. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm like gonna... how I tried to convince you to get high with me at Ty's wedding and you kept on saying you would. But then you finally bailed, and I got stuck having to smoke this doobie on the streets of New York by myself. Well, I know. But then I felt a little bit responsible. Like, I got to get everybody. You know, I had to drive the next day. You were worried about me. No, Mel was the one that tried to take me to a, and almost got us robbed at a Coke bar at four in the morning. (laughs) Oh, well, sorry. No, I was going to bed. I want to go to bed early. So I want to ask you about this. Okay. Fig and Olive. Lots of people were tweeting me this story. Fig and Olive is down in City Center here mm-hmm. in D.C. Oh, my Do you friend. want to talk about this story? I feel bad. I don't want to put you in a bad position. Oh, I don't care. It's whatever. Um, we know some of the people that do some PR, and they're very lovely. And I don't want to say anything negative about them, but I wanted to ask you, because something has been revealed about Fig and Olive yeah. and their salmonella outbreak that sickened like 200 people. And by the way, I was sickened there. I'm dead serious. You were. And these guys, when I said to them, oh, my God, I had salmonella. I was, like, in bed with a fever. I was going to the bathroom all the time. Didn't really believe me. They were like, oh, my God, Sarah, you get sick at every restaurant you go to. Because you do. I do have a finicky stomach. So, but I was like, guys, it's true. And then a couple days later, boom, Fig and Olive admits they have a salmonella outbreak. So one of the reasons, one of the things they took off the menu was this truffle risotto, Mm -hmm. which we had that night. And they had said, and initially denied, it can't be the truffle risotto. We make it in-house. You know, it's fresh, uh, all that. And when you order the truffle risotto, uh, the kind on the list lists local farms on the top of its menu. So you might expect that it is prepared fresh from scratch. But at Fig and Olive, the $26 truffle risotto, which is no longer on the menu, was in fact pre-cooked and frozen at a central commissary in Long Island City, New York then shipped to the restaurant and other restaurants around the company where it was reheated with cheese and garnish. Okay. So now they're thinking that that is what, one of those components was what really, sickened all those people. And everyone's ripping into them because they're like, this is BS, they're charging that much money, they're not even making it in-house, da 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 But I also feel like a lot of restaurants will, you know, like, for instance, restaurants around here that have, a lot of times they'll make, like, you know, all their sausages in one spot and they'll ship them to their other restaurants in the area. 
That's just almost the same thing. Well, that's my question to you. So, is, like, huge restaurants. Like, for instance, huge, huge restaurant companies here. Yeah. If they sell sausages. It's not like they're, every restaurant's making their own sausage. They're probably making them all at one restaurant. Mm. And then just, you know, patching them up and dropping them from restaurant to restaurant to restaurant. Well, I think what the bummer is about this story is can you ever trust larger chain restaurants to ever really be buying local? I mean, but... No. Are you, are you, or is it hard to say? Is it really on a case by case basis? Because that's what they're. That's kind of what this article is is saying. Is that look? They, they had advertised that they buy from local farms, yeah. and one of the insinuations was that the risotto was made with ingredients from local farms. But that totally wasn't true. But just because I say I buy from a local farm, I mean I could just buy one thing from the local farm. I didn't say. Like, did they say everything no. from local farms? Exactly. So. And, th- and also, if you think about it, it's it's actually physically impossible to buy everything locally. Oh, I'm sure, right? Because you can't otherwise, even you're stuck being seasonal. You can only have you could have a very small menu, certain things like where you're going to get. You know, you got to find locally milk flour. The prices would be astronomical. Mm. Well, they go on. This is by City Paper. They posted the article, and the truffle croquettes are also off of the list. Um, Fig and Olive is being sued by two people who were sickened during that outbreak. Uh, Fig and Olive though is denying. Uh, that they caused the salmonella but outbreak. What, so they're trying to say somebody else did. Well, yeah, but even then, this writer, though, what she's really trying to get at is the fact that you're paying all this money for supposedly fresh food, but even those mushroom croquettes, it's actually a frozen slab of mushroom croquette mix they get that they just cut into portions, and then they flour them, egg them, panko, <sighs> deep fry them, and they just plate them for you. So And so that's what people are upset. Like, they're not, like, fresh, but... I mean, they are fresh. I mean, think about it. They're probably getting shipments every day. So that means they were made probably the day beforehand in New York, brought down that day. How could you get any fresher than that? Even if you're making them at a restaurant, like, think about it. You can't, yeah, as a, as a restaurant, you can't pay someone because just the notion of sitting there and knowing you're only going to sell 10 orders, you know, but yet you know you're going to need 100 for the week. You would just make 100 at one time, and then you would serve them. They're not bad. They're not going bad. I just think that people have this notion of, like, think about it. Like, I don't know. You're buying deli meat. You're keeping your fridge for a week. You think you really think a deli that you go to is changing their meat every day? No, they're not buying new meat every day. It's just they're restocking, going through, and kind of using their product. I really want you to do a segment on this show about reviewing restaurants because I just think there's so many awesome places to eat around here, and people want to know that all the time. Mm. So I want to know. Actually, next week, well, we're on vacation next week, but when we get back, I want a list of like your must tries for the new year. All right, like my new five ones? spots. I got, to, dude, and you can just tell me a theme, and I'll give you a the top really? three for based on a theme. Oh, I want to do a theme every week because yeah, I love, easy. love, love. Well, give us a teaser. Where would be a good place to eat? Um, like, for New Year's Eve. For New Year's Eve? Yeah. I really like Coco Solid just because it's really chill, laid back, delicious, oh, they've been delicious, in business a long time, delicious, too. delicious food, yeah. Um, also, if you're going to do it, my favorite thing on New Year's Eve is to actually hit up the smaller bars that you wouldn't think of. So, like, hit up, like, a barbecue restaurant or hit up, like, uh, mm. an Irish pub, a place that isn't having a big New Year's Eve party because those are the places that you're going to end up having the best time at. Ooh, okay. Because there's going to be barely anyone there. The staff is probably partying themselves. And so the next thing you know, I've been in numerous private, you know, parties at bars where it's just me, the staff, and ten other people. And that's really the best thing about New Year's Eve. Because otherwise you're sitting there, you're waiting in lines for two, three hours trying to get drinks at these huge parties. You're spending $100, $200 a ticket to get into these things. Ridiculous ticket yeah, prices. stupid, stupid. I just go to the dive bars. Okay, so Coco Or like to Sala. an Asian restaurant, like no joke. Like if you like to like a, like there's like a, like there's this Korean restaurant that's open late. I'll usually go there on New Year's Eve. Because really? there'll barely be anyone there except for the staff. They're probably just staying open in case drunk people want food and 
boom, great time. Okay, what's the name of that place? Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't remember the name. Okay, Bo. Bo, Bo, yeah. Bo, where's that over on 14th it's or on you? 18th, yeah. On 18th. Mm-hmm. What's one more spot that you would recommend for New Year's Eve? What's like one of your favorites currently right now that you're like loving? an actual dinner spot for yeah, New Year's Eve? Uh, sure. You just want like a really, I mean, really, really good meal? Yeah, where's a really, really good meal right now? I mean, if you really want to fork over the cash, dude, just do Rogue 24. It's going to be expensive, but it's going to be your best New Year's Eve meal if they're doing New Year's Eve this year. But it would be Rogue your best meal. Yeah, it'd be your best meal easily, man. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, in the new year, then we're going to do themes because yeah, I down. want your recommendation. Best cocktails in D.C., gotcha. all that good stuff. Gotcha. Um, best French onion soup. Mm, I love. <laughs> I do, too. I love some French onion soup. Way, yeah. way. And I want to know if anyone went to. Have you gone to Miracle on 7th yet? I have or not, Miracle but I've walked 14th? by it all the time, and the line is it's packed. It's a pop-up bar, yeah, that but was Christmas-themed. But it's awesome, It's really good. It's going. I mean, clearly, they've. They, they've got something, and it's going to be there every year now. So I know. Genius idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, two stories I want to get to before we do deep thoughts from the Tinderellas today, uh, which is holiday gift giving among adults. Is it needless? And then the other thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, Becky F., and I thought that you would just get a kick out of this, Sammy. She writes, hey, Sarah, are you able to provide me with the name and contact of your life coach? I'm lost with what I want to do with my career. I'm 37, and since you've raved about her, I wanted to know more information. Thanks so much. Enjoying the podcast. Miss listening to you guys on 107.3. Aww. I know. Do Sammy, you all should, should do a class with my life coach. I do not need a life coach. Why do I don't want a life Why? coach? Why? Because they're great. They just help you hone in and focus. Or, guess what I could do? Hone in and focus. Wow, I just saved myself that money. That was amazing. That was... I love therapy. I think everyone should be in therapy. I think it should be like dental plans. You should have a, just a built-in therapy plan. You should. Everybody needs like help. Every, every six months you go and see a therapist? Yep, absolutely. Every, who doesn't have issues? You know anybody? Everybody I've ever encountered has so many issues. I think of them and I, I start interacting with them and then see how they interact with other people, which is a clear giveaway if you but, need therapy. If you're always having issues, relationship issues, issues at work, issues with family, it's such a red flag you need therapy. Okay, but also, couldn't you just talk to somebody and no. not pay them? No, because I adore you. I talk you to my friends all the time. Advice. And I just run stuff by them and they're like, oh, dude, da da da. And then I'm like, wow, that was like therapy. That was, and it was cheap. Okay, that's great, but the truth of the matter is everything is an underlying issue that usually stems from your childhood, and then usually the best way and healthiest way to interact with people is when you connect with them on an emotional level. If you don't have the tools to connect with somebody on an emotional level, which most people don't until you go to a therapist, you're just getting surface relationships. How many relationships have you had so surfacing? What, me? Yeah. Like friends? Or? Friends and people that you've dated. Oh, yeah, but whatever. That's because I chose to do that. But, see, I think that's, like, signs you need to go see a therapist. That's signs that, oh, what, Sammy, you were raised by yourself with your family in this country with no family around you? You probably will have a little bit. That's not like it's not going to need a therapist. I know exactly what it is. It's not like it's crazy. But do you know how to fix it on your own? Yes. I see my family, and I love them, and I talk to them all the time. Yeah, so what do you want me to do? (laughs) There's nothing I can do. I feel like you're getting angry, and this is why you need therapy. Well, no, but they're, like, overseas. So it's like, oh, let me go see a therapist. So what? So that I can... Be less douchey to my douchey friends here? No. Well, I would say this. The person that I've gone to, my mindful living therapist, who I love, is Robin Mize, Mm -hmm. who's in Tacoma Park, Maryland. She's amazing. She does take some insurance plans, and she's saved my life. Like, just teaching you how... Like when people interact at work and you find somebody that's a complete sociopath or a complete egomaniac, it's like... Okay, is it me? Am I the problem? Is this person the problem? Because sometimes they seem nice. It's so good to get clarity. 
and she also makes you really realize how do you feel and what you're doing what's your true passion Okay. So Robin's amazing. Um, the other person that I would recommend is our intuitive spiritual coach, Kimchi Girl Speaks, Mimi, who you've met. I've met Mimi. Mimi, you should go to more just like if you want. Mimi's a real motivator, positive thinking. I think if you already kind of have a plan of what you want to do, Mimi's mm-hmm. great for that. Okay. So those are my people who I would recommend. Okay, is there any anyone, any therapist friends you have you want to recommend? Actually, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know any, actually. All right. Well, we should do a therapy session. I told you. I used to date a, psycho- like a psychiatrist or whatever, psychologist, whatever that, what is it? Which one's the doctor? No, I think a psychologist. Yeah, I used to date a psychologist. And okay. all she would do is try to psychoanalyze me all the time. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're the crazy one, not me. Don't try to skew this on me. So I'm, I'm cool with no therapy. Oh, I think that's so interesting. I love to be analyzed. I love it. Oh, we should have a therapist in. Robin will be in. All right. To tell us what's going on. I mean, you and I already have a great, a great relationship, but it's it's so good. So that's why I'd recommend Becky. Uh, all right, tell me this: adult gift giving. Great article in the New York Times mm-hmm. that adult gift giving is needless, causes stress, and takes away what the true meaning of this time of year is all about. Would you agree with that? It's um, a consumerist chore. Yes, I actually do not buy any of my friends' gifts for Christmas or anything like that. And people are like, "Hey, man, I was going to get you something." I was like, "No." You won't, because I don't want it, and I don't want to buy you anything else. I'm telling you, I totally agree with this article, and I am with you on this one, Sammy. I was going to argue with this, because I thought, well, maybe Sammy's into gift giving. Adult gift giving, I think, is the worst. It's the worst. And I don't really care about the whole idea that it's uh, supposedly taken away from the true meaning of Christmas, because that doesn't mean shit to me anyways. But I just think it's stupid. Like, why would I have to buy you something? Like, you're an adult. Why don't you save the money that you were going to buy me something with and buy yourself something and just pretend like it's from me? I don't care. Like, why do I need to buy you anything? And I don't get the whole thoughtfulness of it because, really, I know. there's nothing that you can do that's going to be more thoughtful than something I can do for myself. Uh, the article is so worth reading because it goes on to say even in your office when you have to do a white elephant or any other gift giving, most people put very little effort into it. And if adults want to give adults a gift, they usually want to do it. Like, when you find something or you're inspired to. Like, oh, my God, Sammy would love this for Snacklands. Just buy it. Just, yeah, that's fun. That, that just, like, when I'm out and I'll see something cool for a friend, I'll buy it. But it's not because it's Christmas or something like that. But when I was with my friends and they were buying Christmas gifts for their, like, family this week, I went out shopping with them just to kind of hang out. It was literally the most painful thing ever because they're like, oh, well, I mean, shit. I guess my sister has a kitchen. Maybe I'll just buy her this oven mitt. I don't really know. Because they didn't have any idea, but they felt forced to buy something, and they're trying to make it somewhat thoughtful, but they're just forcing themselves to do this insane thing, and they're spending all this money for nothing. And it ended up being like a no-thought process anyways, because when it came down to it, you know, we left with an oven mitt and a book about tattoos. Like, how is that anything, you know, how is that really... And that's what the article goes on to say. Most people give the stuff away, re-gift it. Gift-giving cheapens the vibe for most adults. It's um, And it takes away from the season. The season should really be give, giving and finding somebody who actually needs something in their lives, whether it's teaching them a skill, whether it's providing someone something for the poor. And it's like, yeah, that's totally, I'm so with it. And that's what I didn't like about like a lot of work environments. Didn't you always feel like guilted into like getting yes. something? It's like, no, I know. And totally I was like, motherfuckers, I'm broke. Especially when you make the least amount out of everyone there. Like, you don't want to buy shit. Because you're like, man, I can barely afford shit for myself. I don't have to buy you all something. But when you are a millionaire with Snacklands, which is happening. Yeah. We, and I'm a millionaire on this podcast. Which is happening. 
We're buying each other serious gifts. All I right, want that's a really fine. good gift from you. I'll buy you a bag of snacklins. Okay, I love it. Uh, by the way, follow us on social media. Sammy is on Snapchat and on Instagram as well as Twitter at the Sammy K and Facebook and whatever else. Everything else, and then it's at Snacklins. I'm at Hey Frase H E Y F R A S E for all those. Uh, Snapchat. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. Facebook, I think I missed Sarah Fraser. Hey, um, Yaya, who is our intern, would you grab me that phone? Because we're going to do some deep thoughts from the Tinderellas. It's back. Oh, you're ready? I'm ready for some deep thoughts from okay, the Tinderellas. Let's get this fairy music. Mm hmm. Mm. If you're new to this podcast, we do a segment every week called Deep Thoughts from the Tinderfellas or the Tinderellas. And it's all the amazing profiles that you see in the DC area. So if you have one, by the way, you can send it to us. Tweet it at HeyFrage or at the Sammy K. Here's some of the Tinderellas that you could be. These are for Sammy. You're still single, right? Oh, of course I am, yeah. Swipe right to all of them, please. Christy, 21. Normally, I bang this old man. Yep. So I'm looking for someone younger with less wrinkly balls to show me a good time. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding. I'm a winner. <laughs> But hurry, because... And mine are small and cute, too, like a four-year-old's. <laughs> That's such a bad analogy. No, it isn't. Why like... are you saying that? Because I just remember, like, my balls look the same as, like, they do in, like, the pictures of me naked at four years oh old. Oh, my like, nothing's God. Really oh, my God. Well, for a four-year-old, you must have monster nuts. No, they're no, still the same size. Tiny. Ninky, 27. Recently moved to D.C. If all you want is sex, swipe left. If you don't like dogs, swipe left. If you have no sense of humor, swipe left. Which means people generally don't laugh around you. Oh, and if you don't like Atlanta chicks, swipe left. Swipe left. Swipe left. Wait, her name is Niki? Yes. You know that in Arabic that actually means, like, fuck? <laughs> like, Nik. That's the word to fuck. So the fact that she doesn't actually want to have sex is pretty ironic because her name means... Fuck. Hopefully that filtered out all the losers. I'm serious, though. All I'm interested in is meeting good people in this politically stricken, overpriced, money over happiness of a place known as D.C. Bitter. <laughs> Do you think? Bitter, oh my party God. one. Hello. Bitter, I guess. Ooh, that was rough. Nikki. Fuck. Alexa, 18. I'm not friends with the girl in the second picture anymore. She's a cunt. But my butt looks good. <laughs> oh my god, her butt does look good. Yeah, wow. That one's one of my favorite ones. Molly, 21. Just to clarify, I'm single. And I don't need to chew when I'm eating a banana. I get that. You get that, Sarah? Do you understand what that means? Yes, I understand what that means. It means that she's really good uh, potassium. Yeah, we know. She likes four-year-old balls. Oh, dude, that's now that's see the Sarah. That was the line. That How was, was it the line? That was the line. That was. You're the one. Look at look at you and the interns are shaking their heads. That was the line, Sarah. Oh come on! Oh, All right, fine. We'll end with this. And by the way, <laughs> I'm moving on. By the way, if you again, when you find an awesome Tinder profile, because everybody's swiping on Tinder. Take a little screenshot of it and then tweet it at us, at HeyFresh. Bree26, I won't swallow my pride, but I will swallow your children. I <laughs> am in love with that girl. That is awesome. I like 
like the chick. That the, is awesome. No longer friends with a girl. Uh, look, that's our show for today. That was Deep Thoughts from the Tinderellas. I'm Sarah Frazier, along with Sammy Kay. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And please, 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 we are getting to 25 million downloads Woo. and listens, and then we're giving away a car. Will you share it? We would love for you to share, retweet the podcast. And if you want to be a guest... If you know somebody interesting doing something cool, maybe they're making or inventing a cool food like Snacklands, mm -hmm. email Sarah with an H, S-A-R-A-H, at HeyFrage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E dot -E com. We have some cool guests coming up first of January, and we're doing some really cool segments. Nice. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. We all good, Sammy? Manana. Manana.